Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. Gentlemen, that is a huge thing for our own sanity. Have you ever had her twist your words and remember the wrong thing different from what you had intended to say? She blames us for that all the time. But did you give her a written version of what you were thinking so she could double and triple check to see if she was twisting it? And then ask yourself this, why not write it down? Are you afraid you're going to write down something that will be used against you? Okay, I know that you may experience that, but the truth is still on the piece of paper. And if you read through your stuff and you go, an accurate statement, this has integrity behind it, this is what I've done. Yeah, even Jesus had people be mad at him for telling the truth and, and speaking truth. But is there a reason that you are not re- willing to? The most common reason is I'm not good at it or I haven't practiced it. And then when I say, so are you thinking the words that are coming out of your mouth are more accurate? If you can't write it down accurately, what makes you think you can say it accurately? Okay. Then you have to rough draft. When you verbalize something in a rough draft form, and then you go, wait, that's not what I meant. Wait, that's not what I meant. Oh, sorry, I threw gas on you and lit a match on accident because that's not what I meant. Do you really want that much extra work? Okay. So if you're not sure how to do this, check with Seth if he's available to train you. We've got other trainers. I can train you on how to do it. But, and this came from a prophet. Like this is a concept that it was not for me. I did not come up with this. All I did is I found out how to use it in a marital dynamic because it was originally taught as just a growth process for teenagers. But I've never seen so many miracles once men started to learn how to write it down. And as Seth was mentioning earlier, you want to develop as a person anyway. Don't you want to get good at reflecting accurately? Don't you want to get good at discovering ways to improve? Don't you want to get good at planning your improvements? Don't you want to get good at practicing it? Wouldn't you like your grandkids to read about your process so they can learn from it? Don't you want uh, lots of people to learn from what you've learned? Then why not write it down and put it in a place where it can be read by a wife if it will decrease her pain? and her fear. So here's our list, brethren. Things that make it better. Radical honesty, openness, empathy, stability and resilience, resilience to shame, continual progress, becoming not avoiding. Okay, we've touched on each one of those, but let's just highlight them a little bit. Okay, I want to express some empathy for the radical honesty thing, right? Radical honesty is almost impossible because we are mortals and it's really hard to remember everything, to describe everything accurately, to give full detail. This is where the D part comes in as well because you can do it in what really panics the wife when Seth is talking about incremental exposure. 
is if you're sharing something now because you were hiding it before or because you just uh, were too scared to share it, okay? When you're doing DPAR work, first of all, she's not right there. You're writing it so you don't have stage fright with her. Most men are more courageous when their wife isn't in the room. So try and experiment and just throw stuff down on your reflection part that's super dang scary and have your finger over the delete button go, I don't know if I can say that yet, okay? But just put it on paper where she's not there and you can actually feel it out and you go, you know what? Now that I put it on paper and I've let it sit there for a minute, I'm actually okay with what I've said there, okay? And to elaborate on this, um, radical honesty includes what you're doing right, but it's not defensive. It's the radical honesty of here's my discovery work. Here's my planning work. I do engage my brain in this process. I do engage my heart in this process. I do try to pray. It's not radically honest to only tell what you do wrong. It's radically honest to tell about the whole process you're going through. That's radical honesty. Now, unfortunately, there's some philosophies out there that forget to learn about all that you're going through, and they only talk about the, the airplane crash and radical honesty about the airplane crash. Black box review is way more important. Blueprinting is way more important. If the woman's ever going to trust you again, this ties right into openness. Now, this vocabulary that women bring to the table that can be confusing, like one of their common ones is when it comes to openness, I just want to know how you feel. Now, let me run you that through a translator, okay? All right, most of us men are like, I have no idea what I'm feeling, okay? I don't even know how to talk about my feelings. Like, why are you asking me how I feel, okay? Here's a really weird thing that I've seen. I had a man do a little short version of a DPAR in front of his wife, and I listened very carefully, and at no point did he express his feelings. But she said, that's what I'm talking about. You just did exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm all, you do know nowhere in that did he express his feelings. So gentlemen, when a woman says, I'd like to know what you're feeling, she's not actually asking you what you're feeling. Okay. Now, when women talk to women, it's really interesting. When a woman asks another woman her feelings, the woman's answer is rarely about her feelings either. She talks about what she's thinking. She's talking about what she's planning. This is part of what my profession requires me to do. I have to listen really carefully to these hiccups in human communication. If you share your assessment of your development in a reflection, you're going to slide a little bit of feeling in there. And we're like, I'm slightly disappointed that this went this way. And I'm excited that this went this way. Okay. There might accidentally weave a little bit in that, or I just read this in a book during my discovery work. And that's cool. That's cool. I might try that. I think that might actually work. Okay. And then you build a plan and you say, man, this plan might actually work. I might actually get this right. Is that a feeling statement? Okay. I wouldn't call it a feeling statement, but she will. She'll call that a feeling statement. Okay. And I don't understand it. I don't comprehend it. All I know is when you share openly the process of your brain, it's extremely intimate for a woman. Now, let me give you a metaphor as we run out of time here on this, okay? Now, um, did you know that when a woman sees her naked body in the mirror, it's not that interesting to her? 
did you realize it's not that interesting to her? Okay, all of her womanly nakedness is about as interesting as an elbow to her. It does nothing for her. Okay, so when a guy walks into her space and says, oh my goodness, I'm like all sorts of into you right now because I just saw your nakedness. She's all, I have no idea what you're, what? Okay, can't my wife, I remember her saying, can't, can't a girl walk from the bathroom to the, the bedroom to get her underwear and to get dressed without a guy slobbering on her? What are you doing? Well, of course, like you're a naked woman. She goes, I've been a naked woman for a long time and it doesn't do anything for me. Let me explain why I'm saying that, gentlemen. When you write down your DPAR and you do your reflect and your discover and your plan and your action and you look at it, it's going to be as interesting to you as a naked woman's body is to her. You're like, I don't see the point. I don't see why this is so exciting for her. But I will guarantee you, okay, she will have in almost every case a stimulated response to it that does not make sense to you. It is almost equal to a man's response to a woman's naked body. Because for a woman, it's called psychological nakedness. It is intimate. You just shared your psychological nakedness with her. I still do not comprehend why they react this way. I does not understand. But do women comprehend why we have chemical reactions to their naked bodies? Whatever. Okay, that's you. Whatever you're doing over there. Okay. Now imagine putting those two concepts in synchronicity with each other. That's a conversation for a whole other day. Okay, I've got two minutes. Let me quickly touch on these other ones. Empathy. Okay. Now let's talk. I want to talk about this advanced form of empathy. Do you remember when I was talking about if you were buying into a business? This is a different empathy than what they talk about in girl books. Please erase for just a second what you heard about empathy, and I want you to think like a man for a second. What information would you want to have if you were considering putting $10,000 or $100,000 into a business? Okay. What accurate information, what would you want to know in order to decide whether or not to buy into something? If you can feel what it's like to know what you're going to want to know, you're just experiencing psychological empathy that has nothing to do with feeling anything. If you can predict what questions your wife has before she asks them, because if you were a woman trying to decide whether to trust a man, what questions would you have before you trusted him again? You are demonstrating phenomenal psychological empathy if you can predict accurately a woman's questions before she even asks them, because you put yourself in her shoes. If I was a woman who'd been in a relationship with someone like you, I would want to know this is in place before I trust you again. If I was a woman who is considering being in a committed relationship with someone with your background, I would want to know this before I put my trust in you. That is when you're really being proactive psychologically is when you predict in advance. And now imagine going back to the business idea. If the guy who wants to sell his business to you predicted all of your questions accurately and got answers prepared for them, what would, do, what would that do to your trust factor? Okay. Can you predict her questions accurately and can you prepare answers to those? That is what empathy is the most useful empathy. It's not about feelings. It's about psychologically being aware of what's going on and being having your head in the game. You guys are amazing. I, I, please, I want to make sure before I step away, 
Gentlemen, please be patient with my urgency on this stuff. I've spent the last several days listening to crying women, and I want you to be the man who gets it right. I want you to have the pleasure and the luxury of being the man who is the one rare guy that is actually making the necessary improvements. Because in every one of these meetings I do with the women, half of the women or a percentage of the women have a husband who's not even trying. He just has her thrown in the crazy chick box, and this is what she has to deal with. It is a luxury for me to be in the presence of men who are the men I can say, your husband is trying. Your husband is working hard. He hasn't got it figured out yet, but he's trying really hard to figure it out. And the women go, okay, okay. I can survive that as long as he's trying. So thank you, brethren. Notice how many men are here. Actually, how many men are not here? You are a rare and elite group of men who are willing to do the extra work to comprehend these things. I'm just urgent about trying to get it available to you before there's more blood and guts. Okay, see you next time. You're a great Have man. Good night, Maurice. Thank you. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.